0: Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host Michael Trainer and I'm extremely excited for this week's episode with Loic Lemur. Loic is a serial entrepreneur based in San Francisco. He built the Web, which was basically, according to the Economist, where revolutionaries gathered to plot the future. He has uh, started and exited, sold uh, over 4 companies and he, He's also a master of transitions. He has gone deep into the world of the uh, indigenous in a variety of different traditions, uh, inclusive of which uh, he has uh, some pretty deep experiences in the Amazon with our mutual friend Banky, who I've had on the show. Uh, he just returned from a, uh, a vision quest with Lakota in North Dakota. And so we we basically go pretty deep on his experiences as it relates to sort of his mindset as an entrepreneur, as well as some of the ways in which he sees himself um, transforming. And one of the most, uh, pun intended, beautiful aspects is how we talk about what it means to create something of beauty. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're often thought about we often think about the context of scale, um, but what does it mean to create something truly beautiful, which can lead to scale, but is a slightly different, I think, orientation as it comes from. I so enjoyed the conversation. We go in deep for, for over an hour, and I loved it, and I think you will too. I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Um, and so without further ado, it is my great pleasure to introduce Loic Lemieux. All right, I'm here with my man Luik. It's a pleasure to be with you, my friend. Hi, Michael. Uh, so, for context, um, I have, we met uh, actually in 2015 at Summit at Sea for the first time, and uh, but I had been following a bit of your journey before that with the and uh, having you know done large scale events with Global Citizen. Uh, was super impressed by what you had built, um, and I know obviously you're you're a serial entrepreneur. And one of the things I think that I've been reflecting upon, I think many of us have been reflecting upon, um, be- because at the time we're recording this, it's, it's during the, this COVID pandemic is the nature of reinvention. Mm-hmm. And it struck me as I've been following your journey, uh, that you seem to be, uh, to me a master of reinvention. And I wanted to delve a little bit, uh, at first into your entrepreneurial journey and, um, sort of. You know, I know that in addition to being an entrepreneur yourself, you've also been in the Bay Area and invested early in LinkedIn and a variety of other, you know, gargantuan sort of uh, tech companies. So you have uh, obviously an eye for for uh, you know what works. But in addition, which is I think what's also appealing to me, is you know I've seen you with your paragliding and and and, a, and you seem to to have a passion and joy for life and 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 are not sort of. While, while you can work hard and build a successful company, you also prioritize uh, living a, a, a rich life. And so I wanted to start off by asking you, um, you know, sort of as you think about some of the fundamental qualities that you feel have been really um, central to this ability to reinvent yourself, what do you think about, uh, and especially as all of us have had time to reflect, have you attributed a certain aspect or quality, maybe values or habits that have, have been able to afford you that, that particular ability to to pivot if you will and reinvent yourself successfully time and again huh that's
1: an interesting that's an interesting one um, wow yeah it's true i mean I. I, of course, you introduced me with the good stuff, but there is also the bad stuff, right? I mean the the that I failed a few startups and uh, I made mistakes. I'm, I'm I'm human. and being an entrepreneur is about making mistakes and understanding them really fast. and then of course, changing direction i i I, I think the quality here is probably curiosity and the the, the 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 feeling that you can never be sure of anything i am studying some some buddhism right now and i i meditate a lot and the one thing you learn when you meditate is everything is changing all the time absolutely everything there is no you cannot be sure of anything look at the world right now right and uh <laughs> It's if you, if you approach the world this way, which I I guess I was approaching somehow as an entrepreneur, then the surprise is not if things go wrong, or if the client that is going to give you a big contract is not giving to you, or if a company that was going to acquire you is not acquiring you, the surprise is more if it works, right? Right? So so I think that's how I approach everything really, like not, not only business, but really everything is uh I and and, and not driven by fear. Of course if you if if you if you if you the extreme of this is then you live in fear. But there is I guess there is you know like certainty and then we're talking business. So an entrepreneur will keep going no matter what, right? Which is a quality. Um, And then the other extreme is fear you're so much in fear that first off, you will never start a business because it's risky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so in between there is this awareness that everything changes. It's like, I was actually just listening to, um, to a very good lecture, uh, on Buddhism, which was saying, it's like, be like water, right? Be like a river. You can, you can, you can put a dam on it. It will fill up until it goes above it. You can, you can try to divert it, it will it will just still you know, put a big rock, it will go above, it will go around. Life goes on. Like look at a plant that grows, right? Uh, vine, for example, but wine vine. You if you I have a lot of friends being French wine producers, yeah. If you if you block it, it will go around and find its way. You know, it's so so I think that's the quality that I, I don't always have, <laughs> but I um I, I, I just I just live my life this way for sure. So I love that,
0: that distinction. I actually, uh, I've never, sh- I don't think I've shared this with you, but I lived for two years actually in Sri Lanka when I was 19, studying Buddhism and studying actually with the traditional healer. And for me, it was very foundational. And that notion of, perpetual change i think is so has has been so salient obviously it is the universal law it is it is what we're all all uh living in and there's an interesting quote uh i don't know uh, terence mckenna made where he said you know the world is obviously always changing that said um You know, the world has changed more exponentially since 1992, really, when the sort of the Internet sort of started to take hold than it did in the previous thousand years as it relates to the notion of sort of this exponential change. And so I love this idea that you're talking about as it relates to um, fluidity and being like water. Um, there's actually a wonderful Bruce Lee quote as well, where he talks about being like water and that notion. and And I just reflected on that, having taken 40 days to travel through some of the best national parks in the country and diving into these glacial lakes and looking at these streams and thinking about, yeah, like, you know, these rocks are 190, some 250 million years old and they've all been carved by the softness of water. And so, so those monuments have really reminded me of that. But, but in essence, when I juxtapose these sort of ancient uh, embodiments, if you will, of time, time immemorial, which gives such a context, but then also kind of compare that to this notion now with technology and these devices, uh, and obviously... You're, you have been at the center uh, of the technology sort of movement, if you will, um, and the sort of reification of time anew, where we've moved from the rising and setting of the sun as the demarcation of time sort of ancestrally into the tweet and, and the sort of nanosecond stimulus. So we have kind of this ancient biology and if you will, the, our consciousness in some ways is, is is paired with this ancient biology, yet we're living in a time of very new stimulus, un, 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 previously unknown to our biology. Uh, and I know you, you also have a, uh, a prioritization of, of spending some time with the indigenous, which I, which I share as a deep reverence. But as you think about those two worlds, as you think about, if you will, the wisdom of the ancient and... Um, and, and navigating the world knowing that there is change, yet at the same time having a pulse on the, on the speed at which things are changing with technology, how do you think, or do you, ha- do you have any insights? I don't, I don't know if there's a, a pointed question except to say, do you have any insights or thoughts around how we can use some of these ancient tools to help us navigate modern living?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very good. You know, I'm struggling with this, like uh, yeah. like like everybody else, because I <laughs> I have I have this right, like everybody <laughs> exactly. else, and 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 this can be the best and can be the absolute worst. Yeah, that that you have in your pocket because we're constantly on, mm-hmm. and we're constantly seeking, trying to achieve something, and like now now to quote another of my. Um, inspirations is uh, you know the, the Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, which is just be now, right? What's when you meditate? What's happening right now that is so scary? Nothing. Look, we're, we're two friends here talking. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the present is fine. It's when you start, you know. And I would say back to your question, the the, the, the fun and the pace at which technology has evolved. Is damaging us, I think, in a way, and and this is coming from <laughs> someone who started blogging in 2003 and started my first startup a few years after the internet started, and uh, so we're talking a long time ago, and and now when I look at, for example, Elon Musk's uh, you know device that you connect to your head, I'll tell you what my heart says now that I did all this work with the indigenous tribes is never. Will I do that? I mean, like some people can do it, but I have a feeling that the, there are two goals, right? It's like the moon. There is a side that you can see and then there is a hidden side, right? Which is next to the side. It's just a reflection, right? And the, the side that is presented to us in this PR of Neuralink is the name. Uh, so for those who don't know, but everybody knows, I guess it's the device that will connect inside your Brain like through your skull. I mean, like, how can we you be more it. intense? So yeah. the goal is, oh yeah, it, it will it will help people with depression. It can help people who have mobility issues, whatever. You take the list. But the real, the dark side is, I think Elon is really scared that AI goes so fast that computers, you know, and and possibly robots will will pass us, right, mm-hmm. and have in some way. And that uh, therefore you need to upgrade the human body. And I, I am totally against that. Yeah. I am so against that because I I, I that's the months. So I've I spent three months in the Amazon Forest in total now. And and I will spend more time. But yes. I have learned there to slow down everything. I, I've I've done what they call a dieta, and a dieta is what you eat, you know, what you drink, like everything, but also. How you interact. So no devices very similar to a vipassana meditation, which which I also did, which is no device, nothing to read, nothing to write, nothing if you talk to people, you don't talk to people. So 10 days silent. So I did basically weeks silent in the forest, very similar, which is something maybe we come back to, but I see a lot of spiritual lineages basically driving you to the same thing. But anyway, it, it's shutting down contact. Right. So including looking in the eyes. Mm. So if you do those meditation retreats, they ask you to, to put your head down. If you cross someone or you have dinner in front of a wall or with a hat like this, so that there is no information going through the eyes as well. And I was in the forest in, um, in a recently in, a, in a little hut remote from the village in the forest. All I had was animals around me and trees and I was not allowed to see anyone for weeks unless it was the, the chief of the village that would come every morning, discuss only my dreams. One hour, we talk about my dreams. That's all they care about. And this completely changed my perspective of this overflow of information or this fear that we have to be on top of everything, right? Back to Eckhart be present right now right? Just now what's happening now. And that's the best way to not worry because the past has already happened. What can I do about the past? And with the future, we don't know. There's no need to worry about it that much. Look at, look at it. I mean, I'm in San Francisco right now. The uh, people w- would say the, the, the most sure investment you can make is to buy a house because it keeps going all the time and the, the market is 20, 30% down. So what's sure anymore? Nothing.
0: Nothing. So I wanted actually I was I was going to wait, but I actually you you've now so sparked my my curiosity because you're 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 drawing analogies between vipassana. So when I lived in Sri Lanka, this is uh, you know it's the oldest uh, center for Theravada Buddhism, uh, living civilization ostensibly in the world. Um, they, have, uh, they had brought a, a segment of the Bodhi tree, uh, which in Buddhism you know the three most sacred are the the relics of the body and of use um, and. And and basically, so the, so the Bodhi tree obviously is, is sacrosanct, and that notion obviously of meditating with under the tree is something that has been really up for me since that time. Um, and I just spent a, a good portion of time going into nature and, and being with those trees and spending time and uh, the wisdom that I think comes through those insights. And so you mentioned, for example, which I didn't know, but that you... In your your solitude, the the chief would come and actually inquire as to your dreams. Uh, I'm curious about that because I've also actually had the great fortune of doing men's business with an Aboriginal elder. Hugely uh, fortunate. I actually wound up in Uluru, which is the most sacred site. you know, It's sort of the, the equivalent of the Grand Canyon if you sort of turn it upside down in the middle of Australia. And I had the great fortune of traveling with uh, one of the elders of that village uh, into Aboriginal-only land. And um, and he was talking about exactly what, she, what you were sharing, which is this notion of the dream, right? They call it the dream time. And, and the sharing of stories, and he was telling me actually, there are still uncontacted indigenous people in Australia today, and if you think about, for example, you know the walkabout right uh, and, and the reason i I'm, I'm getting i'll get to the dream, but this this is the, this is the story you know I think about as I was out in this desert landscape, how could someone like you or I walk out into the desert with nothing and survive for a year like Well, probably we couldn't, at least I couldn't because I didn't grow up in that tradition and I didn't, I hadn't been attuned to those possibilities. But what was fascinating in listening to this man speak, which is going to sound kind of antithetical to the way we think about things in the West, is he didn't speak about things. He spoke things into existence. And I know that's going to sound out there to some people listening. It was hard for me to fathom, but literally he would say things and things started to happen in the world around me. I don't know a better way to describe it. I just wrote a post about
1: uh what what people call synchronicity. Exactly. This That's was what it is, yeah,
0: this was and so it it it, it honestly, I've been like you, i I think I've had been very fortunate to sit in some pretty rarefied circles, and what that that um what that taught me was that there's so many ways in which the Western connotation of reality and, and notion of reality is somewhat limited in its bandwidth, for lack of a better term. Completely. And, that, and that there, are, there are so many ways in which things exist beyond our, our reckoning. And, and so in essence, what, what he shared with me sort of opened my possibility. And what he, what he said was actually the entirety of that country is mapped out in story. And so the stories are actually the lifeline for the people. So the reason that they can go on and talk about is because they live in that story and they are present and aware in a way that we have unfortunately trained ourselves away from. So when I hear you talk about the fact that you're going on dieta and you're sitting in a hut and you're taking time from people, eye contact, you're all those things, to me, I think about what you're tapping in, I feel like, to a different story. and And, and perhaps the dreams are... Um, you know, a, 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 an entry point into that, into that, into that story. So, you know, I'm curious what, as you've taken these months of time in the jungle and with yourself and started to de- live in the world of dreams and have this incredible guidance of these uh, native elders, what, and I know this is a huge question, but what, what, what did you notice start to happen? Uh, what did you start to notice come alive within you?
1: Well, so uh, it's, it's really connected. This is why I brought it up to, to this permanent improving ourselves through technology mm. where I really felt for the first time, it took, it took me quite a while to realize that those ancient technologies mm. or ancient wisdom, call it whatever you like, but knowledge that is not on books. <laughs> yeah. And so how can, could it be on the internet? Like it's, it's very difficult to understand that I mean, this knowledge is the most precious thing, which I had no idea of, absolutely no idea. And we're not talking religion here. We're not talking, I have huge respect for for it, but we're talking about something anyone can do, absolutely anyone, just using meditation, using walks, using, and the minute I, so I'll give you a concrete example because it's always the best. But one night in the forest, Basically, what ha- what started happening is the dreams. So again, you have no stimulation, so no email, no text, no you know, no, no to do list. Because I, I I got organized before going. I was I was you know I could just let myself go, and suddenly your brain opens to way other things. And uh, one thing that happened. Oh, by the way, there is a conjunction. I mean, the whole context is you also modify the way you you eat. So I, I lost 20 kilos. Uh, it's not a dieta, it means, means diet. <laughs> and so I would have like two eggs in the morning generally uh, and, uh, and because I have chickens. <laughs> and then a bowl of rice at lunch. That's it. So I lost 20 kilos. And then they removed from my diet uh, any sugar, including fruit. So absolutely no sugar. First time in my life. Then they removed salt. And salt is... You know, it's first of, food starts being weird and not very good, right? Because we're all so used to that. And when we talk, talk about addictions, here are two addictions that are right under your nose yes. that you wouldn't, you would think cigarettes, like whatever you want, but no, salt and sugar. We're gonna take that out. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. It's so <laughs> hard. It's so hard. And then. They say, by the way, we would you do what you want, but we highly recommend you don't have sex, including with yourself, for three months. Like, wow, okay, that's that's an interesting one. And I did it. I did three months, and uh, total abstinence, celibacy, and it, it did. So, so I was modified this way, right, in a very natural way, uh, and and we can talk about. So basically. <laughs> Basically, what I was doing with startups, this, this need for curiosity that turned into a conference. You didn't mention it, but I, I had this conference for 12 years where I was featuring the best entrepreneurs in the world I could find. And now I have this need to discover the best ancient technologies I can find. So I did, and I'll go back to the dreams, but I did basically. I, I quite just did, for those listening, just context, the web. So they they described
0: it as a place where revolutionaries go to plan the future. And you're going to where the revolutionaries go
1: to uh, to be with the past, so to speak, or the ancient. Oh, yeah, and know so much. And so I've done, for the time being, I've done three techniques. So I see them as, you know, you're running a startup, uh, you need the best, I don't know, customer relationship management. Then you need the best, well, we saw it, being used by politics, the best way to use social media and so on and so forth. So you basically take technologies, right? Mm-hmm. So you approach spirituality, let's drop the world, even though I don't really know what it means, but it's okay, as technologies that are available to you, right? And, and, and so to, back to synchronicity, I see synchronicities in uh, someone bringing me something. So I was in the forest And I I also sat with, you know, spent some time there with other people. And I I said, you know, there is one thing about the forest is that it is so intense in terms of uh, plants. There are 3,000 sacred plants in their garden that I would like to know if there are indigenous who work with nothing, just nothing. And that friend told me, yeah, go to see the Lakota tribe in South Dakota and introduce me to someone. And that's how I open a new door right? It's like if I open a new, like, let's say you're a startup, you start working on AI, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to start working with that. What do they work with there? Well, fasting. So I was dropped on a mountain. It's called a vision quest uh, with no food, uh, no sleep, no sleep. It it seems like, oh yeah, no sleep. No, no, no sleep at all, right? Or they take you down. They, They kind of watch you. You don't see them, they watch you. And then no water, and no shelter, right? So no no uh, no hammock and I, I froze, it was very cold. I went through the whole night uh and and spent time there. The first year in their tradition is 24 hours, but you start preparing before because you cannot pee and you cannot do you know the other thing. once you're there, it has to be very, very pure. Anyway, and I had a very similar experience to the forest, just with me starving. I mean, just me cutting things. So no food, no water, no sleep. And it's unbelievable. But I was, I was about to give you an example. Just for context, these are tools for me. And then there are too many tools. This is why it's so funny because I have friends. With, I'm 48. So I I, I don't see myself... I think I'll never retire. Like I, I, I see many guys who never retired. Like I, I'm following Alejandro Zdorovsky. We can talk about him, but he's 92 and he's like creating and making movies. And it's amazing. Anyway, it, it's, it's tools to discover. And then you, you keep what works for you or, or what doesn't. But one example, one concrete thing that happened to me, I started seeing music, mm. seeing music. I know this sounds weird. That never happened to me before. So the indigenous. Like synesthesia, where you see colors associated with music yes. or actually seeing music? Like, wow. Synesthesia. Okay. That's amazing. I, I had this uh, indigenous in front of me, Isku is his name, and he started singing. And they use songs in a very, for them, the songs are very important. The songs induce the visions, right? And then again, we can talk about what you believe or not. I don't know what I believe, but I, I, I believe what I see or I see what I believe. (laughs) But but I saw colors that I cannot just, you know, and I saw that on the mountain there as well. So basically you sing, I sang on my mountain alone there with the Lakotas. Uh, You're you're looking at a business guy who never sang, never played an instrument, never really cared about music his entire life. And suddenly, boom, I see an indigenous with colors coming out of his mouth (laughs) and colors coming out of his guitar, the colors would go through me, surround me, move around. and And I'm like, wait, what is this? What is this? Right? And so call it hallucination, call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It's for me, here is what it is. It is something your brain can do, but we either never learned it. We don't know we can do that. And we, uh, we we made we did everything possible texting all day long to make sure that we never have this experience because this kind of experience only happens when we're very quiet so anyway that's a very concrete example i am fascinated now this is so fascinating i was talking about retirement i don't know how people are afraid of being bored if they don't build a startup or if they don't work hard i am lucky enough that i i can do that for, you know for for a while yeah. and uh and it's amazing what the world has if you just open your eyes. Yes, so beautifully said. And and what what I'm in my
0: listening, what I'm I mean, there's many things that I'm that I'm hearing. But one of the key, I think, distinctions you're drawing is is that again, not making one right or wrong, but in the you know in in our modern world, we're we're moving so quickly to do so many things, right? And we associate ourselves often with what we do, right? Like. That is the notion of our identity. Um, and what you're doing is actually re- so reducing what you do, such that you actually re enter the state of who you be. Like, who's the being? Who is, you know, like p- below the ego, below the construct of identity? Who, who, who do we actually be? And what it sounds to me like, uh, you know, again, this is my own interpretation, but when you start to remove the veil, then you start to see the ways in which uh, we, we we are connected, and and also, you know, for you know, let's call it what it is like the wonder. You know, I mean, like you know, I I haven't shared this with you, but my father, un- unfortunately, who recently passed uh, this year actually uh, had all, uh, dementia. And you talk about music and the visualization of music, and there's a film which was is is I highly recommend anyone listening check out. Um, where they basically went into uh, retirement homes with, and they found out the favorite music of people uh, in these elder homes. Uh, It's called Alive Inside. And there was this this beautiful scene where there's this dejected uh, African-American man, probably in his 90s, again, sort of like left to sort of, you know, unfortunately rot in a corner ostensibly in one of these modern day homes. And this gentleman found out his favorite music, and he put the headphones. The guy, keep in mind, this guy is nonverbal, nonresponsive, kind of for all of sense and purposes, wa- a wa- walking dead, so to speak, but not walking. Um, and they put the music on his ears, and it's like he like turns the medicine of the music literally turned him back alive, and he starts to talk, and he's like, "I remember 1929 shit, and it was jazz, and it was like." I mean, talk about the miraculous. One can't describe. I mean, medicine, you can't. No pharmaceutical drug exists that would be able to replicate that kind of aliveness.
1: And what well, I, you talk I'm about reminds me of that. Because I, those indigenous, they, they, they really push you. I would say they yeah. push you more than business pushes you, right? So yes. one night, I was there fascinated because this experience now, here's the thing. is Once you see something like that, then you see it kind of all the time. Yeah, Like if I, if I, if I hit a, a string of my guitar, I can, you, you know, it's not, it's, it's there, it's here because you see it once and your brain, I think, connected a few things that just are there now. And, and it's, it's just the most amazing thing to discover new. So anyway, what I was telling you, he sits in front of me, he said now you sing, like sing, I, I'm a business guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I create, I, I do business plans, <laughs> I, do, I raise funding. It's easier for me to raise a few million for a startup than to sing. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, no, you sing. And he, he goes and he sits right in front of me and he says, okay, repeat after me. And it's their language, right? Yes. And, 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 and I go, yeah, I won't do it here, but, and I repeat, right? And I learned now I can sing with a guitar and play 10 songs. If you had told me just a, a year and a half, two years ago, say, I would have told you, first off, I will never sing or, or, or play the guitar. And second, I have no interest <laughs> at all because I'm too busy. You know the joke, right? If you're, if you're, you should meditate every day. And how about if you're busy? Well, you should meditate twice as much. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. But it's, those guys have completely open. I think I was raised like many people. And then I've, I, I've evolved in this mind environment. Everything is with my mind. Mm. You know, I, I try to see all the possibilities and, and predict things and see how like, if you shut off this, we all can sing. Mm. We all can see the music this way. We all can, and, and and so on and so forth. I discovered hundreds of things that, that brain, now do i'll give you another example because it's it's always concrete but the other one is um it did this to me when i did the 10 day vipassana meditation silent retreat you come out of this and like the sunset is different Mm -hmm. right the sun looks different the you stop at a gas station with your car and suddenly you're like oh my god what is because i've been with trees right same in the forest more because it was longer but there they also Uh, they told me part of the dieta is to not to approach people. And they said for two weeks, as you leave, don't get too close to people. And I started seeing things in people that I had never seen before. Like, okay, now I'm going to sound a little weird. I I will shut off my mind to tell me that tells me, no, don't share that. It it sounds weird, but energy. Mm. I, I, I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that we all have energy. It can, it can come out as voice. You can hear my voice, you can see me, but there is also, I don't know, measured magnetic anything, right? There is something. And I I started seeing things that, that, that are very interesting. Right. And I I would say I can, I can feel the presence of someone way more than before and get a lot of information about that person. Um, way, way more. And it keeps increasing because I just, and we all, we can all do it. Like most people think, Oh, Oh yeah. No, everyone can do that. It's just that we just, we, we spend our time texting. Exactly. So, so as you've tapped into this,
0: for lack of a better term, ancient technology within, right? uh, Something that we all actually have access to ultimately, if we, chose to. And I like that you drew the distinction of being challenged in a way, right? Like we, we envisage in the business world, obviously having mentors and, you know, people we aspire to be more like that challenge us and push us to be the best entrepreneurs, but actually, uh, and it's interesting because I've also fortunately sat with several indigenous elders that that there's also a rite of passage. I think actually that's one of the things that we're that we're missing on a societal level is actually more authentic rites of passage to de- delineate our, our processes of individuation. But but that but but some of that can be very, very challenging. But it evolves, like you said. It it kind of brings out some of these innate uh, wisdoms, for lack of a better term, or 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 knowingnesses or intuitions that I think many of us have not cultivated, for lack of a better term, because, as you said, because we're we're busy. (laughs) Yeah, we're busy. We're focused on other things. But I totally resonate with what you said. I mean, I won't go into the whole story, but I've also done like a vision fast, and you come out and you. I mean, after four or five days of no stimulus, I, I did mine, actually, uh, there's a place, um, I haven't shared it with most people, but I guess I'll share it now. Uh, there's a place not too far north of you, actually, in the, in the northern part of California in Humboldt County, called the Wild Coast. And it's the one part of the one where it was too rugged. So they had to build the one highway about 30 miles in. And I went and I did a seven day a solo journey there, uh, fasting journey. And after four days, I mean, just literally listening to waves, morning and, and night, you know, walking amongst you know thousand-year-old redwood and uh, sequoia logs, and bathing in the in the naked as the day I was born in the streams, and seeing no one, you know, you, you start to hear things in a, in a your the acuteness of your you know and your intuition and and what you said your sense of smell it's like it, it's uh, it's it's truly extraordinary. So so as you've talked about sort of refining, because it sounds like you've now done this yeah. and built this up. Um, how are you, and th- this is the piece that I always find fascinating, and I'm still a work in progress on for sure, is how do you then integrate that, right? So you're now playing music. You know the, these beautiful songs.
1: Well, I mean, let's not push it. <laughs> well, you know,
0: you know 10 beautiful songs, which is 10 more than I know. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into your intuitive capacity. You're, you know, as you shared, you're going, as I understand it, this is not work you're stopping. So you, you will continue to spend time with the indigenous. What do you find as you go? Because there's a piece of me, and I think those listening, perhaps, that might say, OK, is there a fear in you that you lose sight of the shore, for lack of a better term? Right. Like we there's like there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a civilization, right? There's a civilizing force and there's a wildness, which I would say. And I'm I, this is these are tricky words because they're so late. Yeah. But 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 in but in a sense you're kind of rewilding in a way like you're you're and and not wild in the sense of you're tapping into a greater sense of you know animals ha- are very attuned right like if you're if you're if you're a hawk or a, or, or or a rabbit you're very attuned to the other's presence right because it, your your vitality is contingent upon it. What do you, as you come back into these places, because you come back, you're in San Francisco right now. Um, I saw, you know, you, I think you were gone for a couple of months in Europe, um, you know, and you, you spent time in South America. How do you, again, in this master of reinvention, how do you um, start to embody that? So it's not just something you did and it was a cool experience, but it becomes more and more of who you are and how you mm-hmm. express yourself regardless of the circle you're in?
1: So the first, the first learning is uh, many, many learnings. The first one is indigenous cannot teach you how to integrate in this world mm. very easily. They can't really, because most of the, the you, you said untouched societies, most of the indigenous are, was, let's say in this village of a hundred people, very remote, right? You take four or five planes, then you take an eight hour little boat. I mean, you're like, far and these people have never seen a car or a plane they they don't know what a city is and i always try to think as they think like what do they think about us right and only the like the leaders go out and and then very few of them because they don't have much money either it's a it's a beautiful place that they are in but they have no money because most of the things they they eat from the forest which is yeah. fascinating and they don't pollute anything they don't produce plastic they not it's amazing i mean we could talk about the environment side but uh, benki that i worked with benki pianko plants two million trees a year yeah. so when you arrive the first thing he asks you is have you planted a tree this year like no well, let's go plant one first then we talk you know? <laughs> uh, wow okay so so this is you know like i don't think about this maybe i think when i take a flight did i did, did, did I, you know, can I neutralize my carbon? But but planting a tree, like very concrete. So I yes. did plant trees and I, I, I helped them plant more trees. But um, financially, because I, I was so touched, you know, by, by, by what they do. Uh, the leader there is not that leader you imagine in a beautiful house. The leader has the smallest hut with a hammock. That's the leader, right? And all he does is plant trees all day long. So you, you know. Anyway, back, back to the integration. For the leader, maybe he can explain to you, but most people won't. And I did that mistake, and I'm really grateful that I learned that. But I came back, I imagine after a month, I was, I was like, everybody needs to see this. Everybody yes. needs to experiment it. Everybody, It's just so amazing. And I was like that, right? Yes. And I scared a few people. Sure. <laughs> And and I scared my family. I was like, whoa, what? like?" And basically, one month in the forest probably needs two months to come down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I believe <laughs> and, it. And then you're talking about the changes. I am still seeing how I changed now. But I can tell you a part. So I did this mistake. Because when you talk about business, you talk about mistakes. I did this right. mistake of being too, you know, like trying to evangelize, like, too much, right? Like, people need to try this. Um, every, everyone, like, the kids there start doing the Lakotas that uh, the vision quest is compulsory. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not an adult, if you have not done your vision quest, and again, it's just fasting, and, you know, and in the forest, they leave them in the forest. Just go, you know. And uh, same with uh, all the, you know, Buddhist tradition. At one point, someone goes alone and, and learns, learns to be alone. Anyway, the integration, what I've learned is that it's a very personal thing. So now I'm not coming from a place where you have to do this. I, I, even though I think <laughs> I don't, I won't be like that. So I was too intense, right? In my post, And I like you, I like to share. I've been blogging since 2003 and I just resumed writing. I have this need. I, I love it because yes. I, it, it makes me organize my own thoughts and then sharing Sharing what I learn is important for me. But uh but I've been tweeted. So I stopped, right? So that was the first learning is the experience is Avatar. Like, how can I best describe it, right? The good side of Avatar. I actually saw the bad side to the bulldozers destroying the forest. They are there, trust me. And the fires. But but the good side is as stunning as watching avatar, except you're in it, (laughs) son. Yeah. You'll see everything different. With the stars, everything is different. And so it's very confusing. So now I'm in this world. I'm in this house. I mean, you know, I go by the society rules. But here's how I look at it. I look at it as a layer, right? When you say your truth. I was born in south of France. Then I was told uh, by my parents and by uh, the person who was going to become my wife, the ex wife (laughs) but for uh that going to the best school was what i should do so i so i i did a business school in france right and then what happens when you're you have that formatting like that conditioning is then you're told well make make, well i had kids which is beautiful they're here it's the most important thing but also then uh, I got into that flow of society, make money, ma- make more money, make, succeed more. Uh, then then, then um, I'll say, just get, get, get famous if you can. Why not, right? Yeah. I, I went to the World Economic Forum. I was a speaker there. I did all kinds of things. I, I, I had this, like, how does it feel to be on TV? Then I started commenting the news on TV, even talking politics sometimes. And, and so on. Like, I just tried things like I'm trying now. And you know what? I think I look at my life as in this world. You can say in the Matrix if you want, <laughs> <laughs> because that's really what it is, right? Which side yeah. are you of, uh, of a movie? Yes. And and it, it as yeah, I, I I played by the rules and I, I I'm achieved some level of success. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with that success? Well, you achieve financial. Some somehow financial being autonomous is obviously am- amazing. And I, I know how lucky I am, fortunate. But then you also buy all kind of shit, crap that you don't need all the time. Like, where does it stop, right? And yeah. I look at a lot of friends and myself, um, wealthy, let's just say it, right? And not really happy, yeah. like not really you know, there's something missing. Sure. I can buy a second house. Sure. I can get, you know, and, and it never ends, right? It's like you upgrade your iPhone every year. Then you keep buying. Some, and, and I, by the way, I, have, I want to have a lot of compassion for people in trouble right now, watching yeah. this. Uh, and I'm very aware of how lucky I am, but I want to say this. I simplify my life these days it, as much as I can. Mm. And and, and I, I, I basically I, I went off that wheel that uh hamster wheel right that we're all yeah. in and then when you go off of that you realize that this is all everything is just conditioning a, a baby has very little needs we, we we teach him the needs after that yeah. and those indigenous have very very little needs they stayed in that you know and they have no they are they, they have nothing they own nothing but it's beautiful. They all lead together. I'm not saying they're perfect. We can talk about, you know, sure. differences. But what I'm saying is it's really beautiful. And I think we put ourselves in a world of conditioning that what society, your friends, your family, yourself expect from what you should be doing are most of the time entire piece of like it's just creating worry for you. Yeah. Like you, you, the more you buy, the more you worry you will have with stuff, right? The more you get, I don't know, to, to known, the more it, it becomes uncomfortable. I have friends with bodyguards. <laughs> yes. I mean, just, you see what I mean? You don't want that. Like, so the top of a capitalist society, um, uh, the top, first off, there is no top. You can always have a, bigger, whatever you sure. want. But when you're at the top, don't, don't think that these people are, they look, you know, it's a mask. I was writing about this recently. Like yes. uh, it's mask. We all create masks, right? It's the mask of I'm powerful, the mask of I, I own a lot of things, the mask of I know everybody or I'm on TV or on this, on that. On um, Instagram, right? It's all masks. Sure. I, how many people do you know who look with a big smile on Instagram and are miserable in their life, right? Totally. So anyway, so long, I'm sorry, I'm a little long, Michael, but I, I get excited about this. But I, I think what, what those experiences are teaching me, because I'm a student, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. When I see how those masters there, uh, able of, you know, curing you from, for example, a bite of any snake with the plants they have and the knowledge they have, remember all the drugs, the drugs as in medical, yeah. you know, uh, uh, drugs. Uh, that we use are mostly coming from plants. I don't know, but like 80%, like most of them, it's research on plants. So they know that better than we do. And I'm not saying medicine is not, not good. It's great. But there is something there that we've been conditioned and you can peel the onion. <laughs> uh, you know, remove that new car you want. You don't really want a new car. Remove that, you know, sure, we have all basic needs, shelter, food, Family stability, sure, I, I, I agree. And I suffer in San Francisco seeing what's happening now these days in the economy. But if you, if you look at it, all the rest is not so necessary. And you can remove, peel that onion. And then you feel much better. I feel, I've never been so, I, I was about to say happy. Well, I have a huge energy, more than I've ever had. I think more now at 48 than when I was an entrepreneur at 25 because or 30 because I had all this stress of failure. How will people look at me if I fail this startup and this and that? Yes. And now it's like release, let go. But much easier. <sighs> so much you just shared there that I,
0: I love. <laughs> I mean, I, one, I just love – I loved seeing your passion, honestly. And I love – uh, you can see in your way of being that it's an authentic expression of excitement, uh, and I love that because um, I I share that excitement. And I, and I for those listening, um, the gentleman that uh, was mentioned is Banky, and he's an incredible, incredible man. Uh, and as you mentioned, has planted plants over two million trees a year. Uh, you know does dietzas where he will go off in the forest for 6 months at a time he knows all the bird calls i did a podcast with him as well so you, you can check that out if you want to de- delve deeply he sings into like a bird he's amazing yeah. um, but what i loved is so i i have the good fortune of 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 you know um of 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 knowing banky as well and 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 when i that was actually what really tune me in is, is I've known you for a few years. Um, but what I saw again, without, without us necessarily having a direct conversation, but it's, it's interesting. You know, I had several people amidst all the BS. I mean, everything's a construct on Instagram anyway, but, but, Having taken this, for example, I'm just using my 40 day trip where I was, you know, I mean, again, I was nothing. I was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the forest. I mean, I was happy as could be. And I had three or four people just say, you look happier than I've seen you in a long time, you know? And I, and and it was true. I was very happy and it was very simple. And I saw that in you when you came out of the forest, uh, because obviously you weren't posting when you were in the forest, but when I, when you came out of the forest and I saw you with your guitar and you, you were very humble, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn this guitar. Um, it seemed to be, uh, a very, uh, beautiful excitement. And I think that's the thing that most of us are looking for in the accumulation of our possessions. Right? We're not trying, the car isn't the car. It's the feeling we think the car will bring to us, right? It's, it's, it's the material we, we, we are, we've kind of bought into this program that it's like, if only we have a certain thing, then we'll be able to do something and finally we'll be happy or we'll right. be well, you have already way. have
1: it right now. Exactly. It's
0: totally the opposite. It's who you're being that is, that attracts everything. And so what you're kind of talking about to me is, uh, is sort of the great unlearning, if you will, of that, of those, of some of those constructs. And that's not to say, and I think you, should, it's not to say you have to, uh, you know, shed every aspect of society and, and be no. a renunciate necessarily.
1: It's no, just no, to I say don't I, I think, to think there's a way of a caveman, or I don't want, you know, exactly. I, when I come here, I'm grounded, and I, I will actually likely start a new business, or yes. I was about to start a conference called Power that was all on, on, on these topics. And because of COVID, I, you know, so I actually just started a new business. Yes. <laughs> but so it's not, I think it's, uh, you know, the Buddhist middle way, right? You don't, you don't exactly. want to be. exactly Right. I, it's like in two walls, right? So I'm here and I have this reminder that I'm also on the other wall. This is a, yes. from the Yawanawas, which I love. But, you know, each time I'm too much here, I start needing to buy things. And, or, you know, and sure, I enjoy good restaurants and so But I look yeah. at that and it reminds me. You know exactly. that's a reminder.
0: Exactly. Well, I think you said something I I I resonated with, which is you came out, as you shared, as my interpretation, almost like you were so enrolled in, in seeing the power of these tools that you wanted everyone to, to see them or to experience them. And the challenge with that is, of course, even if that's true. Not everyone is in a place to receive that, right? Because it's not where you are, it's where they are. And how do they meet you in the sort of the middle way as well so that they can receive it? And one of the things that I've been really inspired by is I think, especially in the West, you know, and one of your last businesses, uh, you know, was a great platform called Leaders, you know, where people, you had all these different thought leaders, right? And and I love that. Obviously, I have a podcast. I love and am inquisitive in all kinds of different minds and and thought leaders. But one of the things that I, I love about the indigenous and I've become an, an kind of en, enrolled into is that the elders that have been the most powerful for me, you talk about Banky, for example. I think he's not walking around in day-to-day life in full headdress and, no. you know, walking on a cloud, like purporting to be some guru, right? Not at all. And in fact, it, it, it to me, there's, a, there's a beautiful man I had the uh, the privilege of, of named Jerry to sit uh, a, a road man that uh, sit and sweat with, and you wouldn't have known, you know, the guy wears literally he's a large guy. He wears a t-shirt, a trucker's hat. Now this man is a spirit, like he is for lack of a better word, he's a master in certain regards. He can, he can hold space for a number of people as he does. Uh, he, he's a uh, from the Diné, the Navajo. Um, but you would never know by looking at him. I, I just, I, I say, it's like, it's like, it's like if you were sitting on a bus next to Aretha Franklin, and unless she sang, you'd have no idea that she, the mastery that she embodies when she sings her song. And I feel like that's the piece that's so enrolling to me is, these indigenous elders, it's like, they're so beautiful. They're like Aretha Franklin to me in their music, but they don't tell you how to live your life. At least in my experience. No, oftentimes it's, it's, it's in the song. It's in the story, the parable. And you have to work to find yourself. And there's huge truth in there. But it's not this prescription, which I think we often see in the West. Prescription, you should do this. Or this is the five. This is my five-point method of how you need to do this to be happy and live a successful life. You know, it's like so different in the in the approach. And I love, I love that you draw that out, both in your way of being as well as the way you talk about it. It gives you so tools powerful.
1: so you find yourself what you need. Yeah. And... I'll be honest even making the mistakes of coming back you know too intense, yeah is part of uh, you know now now, if someone is asking me for advice about this i can I can totally explain exactly because I did it, and i did yes. I did some mistakes and sure. and it's 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 fine you know it's uh it's it's okay to make mistakes you need to learn but we it's really questions who who are we right yeah who are am i an entrepreneur am i now a a beginner guitar player am i who am i right am i you know a a kite surfer these are all like you know and and we're like back to what you were saying at the beginning is you can change that mask yes like it's so easy what what i really love is to challenge myself all the time into new things and and this is so this is the most fascinating thing or knowledge technology whatever i have encountered in my life i would have loved to discover it before but everything happens at the right time and it's I think you can, you can, you can see that it's growing. You know, when people talk about spirituality and those spiritual practices more and more, and what we're talking about is consciousness. Yes, I think that's, that's what it is. And what, when people ask me, what are you doing now? Well, I, I've decided that the most important thing for me right now is consciousness is to be aware of what I'm doing, of what I put in my body, how I eat, I you know for example I did no alcohol oh yeah I forgot of course no alcohol for a wine a wine lover French guy like me <laughs> yes. I did uh, seven months no alcohol something like that and now I started again because I love it you know and, and it's okay I'm not a monk right yeah I took a glass of wine I got drunk <laughs> but I you know I'm also learning you know I, I could put a bowl of wine or Two sometimes, you know, with friends. You never know in France what happens in me. And I, I would behave. Now, whoa, okay. So two two glasses, you know, it's, three is already danger, danger zone. So, so you know, but but do I enjoy it? Sure, I enjoy it. But back to consciousness, the, um, the, the world is a very, very difficult place right now. And I think what we're seeing with... Uh, With governments, (laughs) I won't get into politics, but you can see why I refer to being in this country, that they don't have consciousness. They're not aware, I think, that the consequences of what they decide can just simply end the human era completely. Our society could completely disappear. And I'll be honest with you, with COVID right now, I wonder if I prefer being in San Francisco or being there in the forest with my friends. Yes. There, because it's it, it's you know, and of course they're very sensitive. But what I mean is, it's just accepting others' consciousness being like. For example, I I, I think I get. I won't say never get upset, but I get upset much less. I actually cannot really remember mm. uh, l- last time. It's that's one of the things you know. And and when when you're saying integration is, you discover what happens to you. As you go, no one can tell you. But one of the things he did is that. Because when I was on that mountain with the the Suks, the tribe, the Indian tribe in in the U.S., um, I got really angry, really angry. Why am I here with no food, no sleep, no water, no shelter, under the rain, freezing my my feet? Why am I doing this? And I started, (laughs) you know, going through a whole, like, angriness process which now when I get angry, I, I can catch it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, remember, you know. So it's all these things, all this violence is coming from us not being aware enough or it's all this, there is a teacher that was killed in France. I don't know if you saw that, it's yes. French news. Because he, uh, anyway, and, and this is all lack of awareness. And I, I think it's very subtle but that's probably one of the things the world needs the most because if the leaders are more aware, if people in everyday life are more aware, then they, we won't see so many you know, bad things happening to us and to the planet. So I'm
0: going to kind of go there because you're, you're, you've kind of t-balled it up in a way perfectly, which is we are now in a very critical p- period of time as it relates to sort of humanity on the planet right so we are in certain worldviews, amidst a mass extinction there have been you know six sort of mass extinctions and at the moment at least on a species level which you can see obviously in the amazon there's and 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 the the great shepherds the great protectors of the amazon are these incredible indigenous groups but there is in my view a great challenge and we're seeing that with Covid, you know, where one person's breath can have impact on the lives of everyone. We're basically being shown the fallacy of our independence, if you will. I mean, we're being shown that we are interdependent, whether we like it or not. Um, and in that interdependence, there is a, a harmony, if you will, or a balance. Now, my in my limited and in my humble experience. I always look as you re- as it relates to consciousness, because you know my previous iteration was building Global Citizen, which is a large scale platform around creating change in the world, and it's using the, sort of the powers that be, if you will, um, po- largely politicians, celebrities, in terms of you know large scale musicians, actors, etc. And I'm proud of what we built, and I'm and I think it can it, you know it's raised you know forty billion dollars in new commitments, and this is extraordinarily powerful. That said, I also realize that. Perhaps a crass analogy, but take a lottery winner. Many lottery winners, professional athletes, they receive a windfall of finance, but in a few years' time, they're either where they were or, or go bankrupt because they haven't evolved a, a, a way of a being, a consciousness, if you will, that, that enables them to hold that change. And so to me, at least, I believe there's a necessary, for lack of a better term, revolution in consciousness for us on an inner, on, in the inner work to be able to hold, I think, effectively the transformation that we're seeing happen quite ex, exp, exponentially around us. This is my own particular worldview. But I believe that certain technologies um, like Vipassana, uh, like plant medicines, like some of these, these, these ancient tools can be huge allies in helping to helping us to awake to that interdependence and and that if for lack of a better term, rebalancing the ship, because I don't think we go backwards. Obviously, we're going to continue going forwards and technology is going to evolve my question is, where's the singularity? Not, not in the sense of singularity as we know it in the context of, of AI and humanity, but actually the ancient and the modern. Is there a way in which we can bring together, and I know that this is some of the things you're thinking about with Powah as you talk about speakers, but is there a way in which we can start to bring these incredibly ancient truths, which are so profound and tools that help us for lack of a better term, remember and reawaken to that interdependence, to that possibility, and and hopefully enable us to harness this technology in a way that that keeps us in enough equilibrium that humans can continue to uh, survive and thrive on the planet. Now, this is a huge topic. Obviously, I don't think anyone knows the answer to it but is you as someone who dances, for lack of a better term, in
1: both worlds? Not yet. I don't dance yet. I, that, that's on my <laughs> list. <laughs> that's, that's the next step. Okay. Next, next, coming next, yes. Next time I see you, I want to see, see the dance. I sing and I play guitar, but I don't dance yet. <laughs> okay. Well, next time, next time. I'm,
0: I, I'm looking forward to, I will, in this life, hopefully see you dance. <laughs> um, but as you, as you think about this, our collective song, what, what are some of the f- tools that you've come across that have been great medicine for you and or that you think could be great medicine for those listening, uh, for humanity, for the planet? Are there any tools that you found to be particularly useful in that remembering
1: and revisioning process? Well, the, the first one is meditation yeah. uh, and, and, and it's hard but it's yeah. available to anyone. I mean, it's hard. It, the hardest in meditation is to decide to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so easy to do, but it's also so easy to be like, hey, I love like thanks, I'll have a glass of wine. <laughs> I'll go have my coffee, right? But really, I have this habit now to meditate at least an hour a day. Mm. And, and an hour is is hard at the beginning. it's excruciating, right? because you have those thoughts and you and your body hurts and all that. but everybody can do ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, 20 minutes and but it's, it's, its again, the hardest is not to lose the habit. but you would be surprised and and this is so obvious to say that, but i I get reminded every single day. And I, I actually uh, guide some meditations now. And I, I, I'm wondering if I, uh, if I would do, like, I, I'll probably do a Zoom call or something because people ask me. But it's very super simple, really super. And, and by the way, there is a million guided meditations. There's Calm, the app that pe- anyone can download. Yes. The problem of, of this is that it's not about downloading the app. It's about actually doing Using your work. It. But anyway that's that's tool number 1 tool number 1 tool number 2 I'm sorry is really uh uh to learn to be separate which is alone sure but not only alone to be to 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 go to go, go with trees right go in go in the forest if you find one it doesn't have to be the amazon go by the ocean go you know and and leave the city which many people do forced with COVID. And, and I think this is the positive. It's amazing that people rediscover that, but, uh, nature can teach us so much. And I, I learned that I learned like being, being able to stay hours. I watched butterflies <laughs> in the forest because they're so beautiful. You have the most amazing butterflies. And honestly, I wasn't bored. I was, because I was in a hut so far. Right. and, butterflies beautiful every morning they would come like like to say good morning right and i had no coffee i forgot to say no coffee of course but not nothing and all these like you wake up here and i, I want a coffee right because i can very there, there yeah. is no coffee <laughs> well if there was no coffee because the dieta prevents you from having coffee they, they say no coffee, which is, was great but anyway second tool nature um then i think so i'm i'm learning myself and i'm always listening by the way if people advise me things but it so we talked about synchronicity synchronicity are things that happen to you that do not sound that that are random but that in fact are repeated enough or are so obvious that they they're not they don't seem random. There is an amazing book I highly recommend, which is The Surrender Experiment. Yes, the uh, Singer, so good. From Singer. And that also changed my perspective. Now I, I let go, right? Like to some extent. But, but the, uh, the idea here is to, to be able to discover new tools all the time. So there is one I'm discovering now because I don't have enough, is uh, uh, Qigong. Yes. So this, you know, what the Chinese do these like exercises with their body and they seem to be moving energy. And I always looked at it as uh, you see them in the parks in San Francisco. It, it, it has something to do with yoga, but it's sitting up. It's like a standing up meditation is very slow, which is good for me because as you can see, I'm very always animated. So it's all about feeling your energy. Yeah. And, and, and when you see things like this, then you understand Qigong. Right. So they are like, you know, for example, there is a meditation, which is like that, where you you just send the energy from your hands to your body. You don't have to believe it. It's the simplest. There are no books to have. You just watch and videos on YouTube and just do what they do. Anyway, I'm learning that and I, I find it amazing for me because, again, the forest revealed these, let's say, what the forest did for me is it removed any sensation or you cannot do that. It's ridiculous. Yes. That's one of the learnings is remove. No. What will my friends think? What will, first of all, there are only trees watching you so you can do whatever you, <laughs> but the judgment, right? No. Society thinks this is weird. And there you can just be, you know, like you just go Talk to trees. If you like, it's okay. You know, I did it, but, or, you know, not, Often, <laughs> but <laughs> but feeling the energy, yes, this is very concrete, right? And you can you can feel it when you just do that, right? Just do that, and now feel very often. You'll feel something, right? Yes, and so the more you do it, cultivate those things, the more you will understand. Like, if you get a massage, for example, have you seen? Sometimes it's really bad. It's like you can feel they're just robots, right? It's like, um, it's like, but music, the music can be robotic, right? You just follow the partition or it can be from the heart, right? Same with a voice. All of that is the same and it's energy. So I started feeling that when I started getting into Qigong, now I like it. I do it every morning. These are very simple tools. So another, another tool I'm learning, I, for me, I connect more than yoga, for example, with it because it, it calms me down and it's nice. But then there is plant medicine, of course, which we have talked little about, but uh, those indigenous have 3,000 plants, right? We know some of them in the West, but there are 3,000 of them. And, uh, and they all have a purpose. And I, I, I of course, think that uh they are to be used uh they are to be used in a very very conscious way yes but the if you work with if so if you want to try that i highly recommend to find an indigenous guide because not that i have nothing against the western people i'm one of them and i learned a lot and i keep learning a lot so i know quite something now but um let's say if they've done it for thousands of years, it's, it's likely that, <laughs> that the experience totally. is better. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I tend to surrender to it. And I, I think the, uh, let's say the legalization of some of these plants uh, or the fact just period that they are forbidden, just for your fun, alcohol is forbidden in the Yawanawa village. No really? alcohol. Ever, You know why? Because they they had alcohol come to a village, the the young people would start drinking alcohol and then get off, right? Then they started to want cameras and want things and go party in the city and then they would never come back to a village. So the chief Nishiwaka I spent so many weeks with, uh, the leader of uh, the sacred village of the Yawanawas, that's how they call it. It's not me saying it's sacred, yeah. that's, that's their name. And is uh, um, amazing because he made alcohol forbidden to preserve the culture. He also made, uh, they, these people were colonized. Uh, and so they had missionaries build a church on top of their temple, on top of in the center of their village. So they've been through a lot of trauma and they made it forbidden to use their language they have, were forced to learn religions, our religions. And so they are traumatized by us. I, I'm like so grateful they accept someone like me there because I'm white, you know, just that, right? Yeah. Same with the Lakotas. You can feel the heritage. When I showed up, I'm French. Oh, thanks for killing our ancestors. Mm. You know, you. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for that. But what, what, my, my point here is they know. They, they know how to use them. And there is a lot of excess here, and care that you should take. And some white Western people know how to use those plants, but but not so many, I guess. It's it's very uh, different. And I love that medicine is also Western medicine is starting to study it, and there are organizations like MAPS in the US. I mean, a lot is happening, and it's 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 amazing. And a lot of places are also making it legal in a medical context. Um, there are clinics with uh, who treat uh, people with uh, trauma from military for example it does marvels because as you said yourself it gives a perspective on things which is like we're all connected as as a universe not even as one species so you it's impossible to be racist if you do (laughs) exactly impossible but then it's impossible to Kill animals. <laughs> it's difficult. Like when I eat a steak, I feel bad now. I still do. It's like my glass of wine sometimes, you know. But I used to eat steak every single day. Go watch um, uh, my teacher, The Octopus. It's so good. So good. Amazing. You will never eat octopus again. I'm not <laughs> yeah. eating octopus. I can't. This exactly. superior being capable of changing his color, changing, camouflaging entirely, growing an arm. Can you grow an arm? they shock bite, bite the arm And the other one, another one grows. I mean, it's just, do you want to eat that? No. So you can see everything is connected. Then you have consciousness. Then you have more respect for others, for the world. And I think everything gets better. So the plants are highly, highly, uh, they are amazing if they're used correctly, but they can also be dangerous if you're not careful. But I would say sugar, salt, Alcohol. I mean, there is a lot of things which are dangerous in this world as well, and we don't care about them
0: too much. Yeah. I, two things that just came up for me. One is just, I think it's intro. I was talking to a friend yesterday. And I'm not, we will not take this into the direction of COVID, but just to say that there's so many warnings and so many precautions, which, which are, uh, you know, I think are necessary. But the thing that no one's talking about is the greatest factor to comorbid is comorbidity, right? It's about it's the sugar, it's the it's the diet that is enabled that that is the greater disease and the greater sort of killer, if you will. Um, but Silence. no one's talking about that, that part. You know, it's it's only it's only the vaccine, of course. There there are things we can do. They just happen to be hard and there are other vested interests against that. The other piece is you had mentioned, I think, I think very eloquently, um that, yeah, I think if you're fortunate enough to have access to, to, you know, one of the things uh, that I think is so powerful is I do believe I hadn't talked about it much publicly. I do very much believe in the potent uh, power of it as a tool of plant medicines, but to be done obviously in a safe and, uh, and held container set and setting is so important. And as you mentioned, you know, maps, You know, Tim Ferriss has talked a fair amount about this. There are now great research facilities. But I think the the other context is if you have a context of someone who you trust, you know and trust, who's had an experience and has access to an indigenous elder, in a context. Obviously, now we have to be careful because we don't want to. Fortunately, there's been a, you know, there's been a lot of spreading, advertently and inadvertently, of disease from westerners to indigenous. So right now is probably oh, yeah. not the time. Uh, one needs to be very careful. But uh, when when in a in a context where where COVID isn't sort of uh, prevailing. I I personally this is my own little little uh soapbox have a huge belief that you know there's so many you know it's like to use a western analogy you wouldn't go to a, a, someone who had just taken out a library book on medicine for surgery you know in terms of if you if you wanted to go to a western doctor when you're talking about um you know someone who's holding in a way your psychic well-being like your your the, is is working in worlds beyond your level of expertise you know, the indigenous have gone through rituals and processes. You know, you mentioned, you know, Banky, obviously he's many things, but he does, he is a, you know, an incredible master as it relates to the plants, but he's worked with those plants for 40 years and he trains and he takes sacrament and he does dieta and he cleanses himself. And he, you know, like all of those things. So some, some, some cat who may be a friend of yours who went to Peru for a week is probably not who you want to go to for your, for your entry into that world. In other words, to say, I think a lot of these tools are amazing, but it, but, I, but it is also the context of the container and the set and setting and who who is holding that. And fortunately, I think when you have someone like yourself who's been able to, in, in my view, humble opinion, sit with, you know, an, a master, then you see the possibilities of what that can afford. Because, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for a minute. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't known you that long. Um, but, and I I'm far from perfect, but one thing I've worked on getting better at is being what I call being in the listening and, and in, in being in the listening, I've, I've seen how you show up, what you choose to share your willingness to reinvent yourself, to not rest on your laurels, to continue to be a student of life, to translate that curiosity that made you a successful entrepreneur and take it into an area of being a student in areas where you have very little familiarity. And that's that's
1: what the the Yawanawa chief told me Uh, at the end. So I, my second month uh, when I came back, at the end, he said, okay, now you play the guitar and you play a song. It was 3 a.m. because they like to do, the, they call these ceremonies, right? They like to do circles where it's beautiful, like there is a fire and you can hear a thousand animals, like scary at the beginning, now not anymore, and uh, and they all play music. This is, this is one of the best feelings, right, ever, people sharing music around fire. We also do it in the West, right? Yeah. But he, he he gives me my guitar. He's like, now you play. And I, you know, and I did in front of them, right? And he's like, oh, it was horrible. It was like, <laughs> burr, burr, like, you know. But I did. And he looked at me and said, you know, you know what's amazing about you? I said, no, you're a kid. You're like a kid. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but you're a tall kid. You know, if those of you who are familiar with the tarot, I am the, the, the zero card, the fool, right? Right now. It's like I know nothing. Sure, I have some things in my bag that, you know, like I have a credit card. But apart from that, I take this guitar and it's amazing. But I'm not uh, forgetting my tools. You know, yes. I'm not, I, I can still do a startup and a business plan. And, but I think if and when I do it again or relate to people, I'll do it very, very differently. Uh, let me, cause I want to wrap
0: up cause I want to be mindful of your time, but I actually, how so like, let, let's, let's bring it sort of full circle with that beginner's mind. Cause you talked about Buddhism in the beginning and in, in that full context, ostensibly is analogous, right? Like that notion of beginner's mind, you, you, if you approach, say you were, you're building your next startup and you go off, how would you approach it differently? Given what you know now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That, that, that you caught me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think, uh, the first thing with a lot of humility, mm. um, because, because, uh, it, you know, the pushing to success all the time and is, I would, here is, here's the answer. It, it took me 20 seconds. I wouldn't make scaling and being the largest in the world as my main focus, Where, which was my focus. Uh, you know, I was, I was saying that in my videos. You can probably find YouTube videos of me saying that. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to be the best at what you do in the world, have aim at the best product in the world, and then dominate and be the leader. You know, I, I would totally not want to do that. I would want to do something beautiful, mm. something that I'm so proud of, that if I died tomorrow, I would be so proud of, right? Something with a team that is the best, but not the best in terms of making it bigger, but doing some magical things. We have not talked about magic, but that is magic. When we start a business, it is magic. You know, we were talking about creating things. This is magic. You create something, right? It turns yes. into Facebook. How magical? And and then issues along the way. <laughs> but I'm just saying like that someone can start something that connects the entire billions of people is crazy, right? You could take email if you don't like Facebook. I, I still like Facebook. I use it. We all do. Yeah. Um and I have a lot of respect for the founders. But I, I, I mean the goal was scale. And if you listen to people like Tony Robbins or you know, a lot of leaders in Silicon Valley, it's, it's all about scanning. Yeah. we we'll just make it big and right. No. How about making it beautiful? How yes. about making it something you're so proud of? Right. It's like these people writing a book so that they, they just like, they get recognized because they have a book. Where is the heart? Right. I would do it more from my heart. And, uh, and I don't know what it is, honestly, but honestly, if I was with a team of two or three, five, 10, and it was very few customers and it was you know it it would be okay you see what i mean i i I don't i used to be like i need to go public i need to have in my life the experience of making i didn't making a company go public and being the ceo of it and you know what absolutely not now i wouldn't (laughs) want to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so much trouble, so much stress, so much... For what? Like, why do you need a billion-dollar company? It's even like... I have friends here in Silicon now who say, billion, like, oh, yeah, that's too small. Like, I mean, come on, guys. right? I, I, I might have problems. I am hoping investors don't watch this podcast. <laughs> no, but you see what I mean. Then it can scale. But the the, the beauty and the most beautiful products, like... Succeed because there is magic and beauty and like look at how Steve Jobs created the iPhone and it's still there and then it gets scale. But my point is to not wake up in the morning with a scale in mind and the size, but more the beauty, the quality and the pride of bringing something to the world that maybe helps others. Yeah,
0: I think that that's so beautifully put uh, because one is when you're focused on your ego, you know, you're only writing a book to be a New York Times bestselling author or you're only starting a company to go public. And, and that's about you, whereas tr- the truly beautiful products and they, and, and some of those turned into multi-billion dollar companies, but it was around, I mean, you know, Steve jobs was obsessed with the beautiful design, you know, yeah. uh, it's when you're obsessed with how that is beautiful to others and how that takes, makes beauty in the lives of others that, 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 that it's successful, whether it's small and intimate or you know grow grows to scale, but I think I think that's so fundamental and so beautifully put because I think so many people are oriented around this construct. Again, it's sort of similar to that notion of if only if I have, you know, it's it's in that it's in the same vein. Um, that they get lost. You know, I mean, I won't mention the company, but one had raised $1.7 billion is looking like it's about to go south. And, you know, I'm, there's nuances to that. But of course, everyone, th- you know, you go big, and you think you're going to scale. And it's like, you know, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't ca- captivate the hearts of, the hearts of, of customers of other people what have you, then, then I think it doesn't, it doesn't uh, achieve its life vitality. So I love that you're it actually, it's it's beautiful for me to hear right now because as I'm navigating through some very important decisions, I agree. I think moving from head centered to heart centered yeah. uh, is, is so and powerful. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't
1: get big and no. <laughs> it actually goes public. Yeah, but that should not be your driver. And it was my driver. It was. I need big. I need to. Do, you know, I need to be that guy, like that guy that goes to the most exclusive talks at the exclusive conferences and. And now I just disappeared for 7 months and it's, it's amazing. I go meditate. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I remember seeing that post cuz
0: I resonated with it. You wrote a blog about, you know, how we try to elevate and move into the more exclusive conferences and you know, it's 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 in the same way that you that some sometimes we think about, oh, okay, if only we have, you know, if it the second house, third house, whatever that is. And, and, and instead, going, the, going back and withdrawing and seeing what truly matters, what, what you truly value, and how that creates beauty in your life and the lives of others, I think um, that's my true north. And I, I, I share that with you. So I, I want to I wrap up just to be mindful of your time. Uh, you've been extremely generous. Uh, no, no. I, this will this will this will not be i hope will not be our last conversation thank, thank you for
1: making me come out of my trees because i, I was <laughs> really sharing this in private before but i didn't i started writing about a month ago again every day because i just love it by the way yes. I want to read my newsletter but um uh but the uh the podcast and the videos i have i've been a little like I wouldn't call myself shy, but I've been inside myself and also a little cautious about sharing. So thank you for bringing me uh, back out of my trees and my meditation.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's um, I see I I saw a kindred spirit in you and I I think, look, uh, you're talking to someone who had the same. I started recording this podcast, I'm embarrassed to admit, in 2014. Wow, And it took uh, actually going to a Fleetwood Mac concert and uh, Tom Petty passing and watching in the tribute and realizing I was going to go to a Tom Petty concert. And I chose not to because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do it next year. And of course, there was no next year. And it was only in recognizing that that I said, you know what? I'm launching my podcast tomorrow. And it's 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 changed my life in that, you know, you and I, you know, text and co- But it's so, you know, here's one of the medicines, for example, of the podcast. You know I have had an undivided phone free conversation, like for the last hour plus that is medicine that is rare in today's day and age, and I think that's one of the un that's one of the gifts uh and for me as someone who who you know I think of a lot about relationships as it relates to the medicine of relationships and you know, the the book I'm working on is around this notion of 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 networking being dead and how do we actually lead with giving and building relationships. And one of the things I, I, I've discovered is that some of the best relationships I've built have been with people I've podcasted with that I probably wouldn't have talked to other words. Steven Pressfield, who wrote one of my favorite books of all time, The War of Art, just reached out to me today. He's writing his next book. He's like, I'd love to connect. Come on. Like, Wonderful. I love this. So uh, if you wanted to uh, all that to say, if you ever want an accountability partner, I did this with my friend, Craig. If you decide you do want to launch your podcast, I'm happy to, uh, to be an accountability partner. Cause I think the world would, as they do already, which by the way, will you share for those listening and I'll link to it below in the show notes, but I'm a subscriber to your newsletter. I love it. Um, Thank you. where can people uh, subscribe and find your,
1: your work? You know, I was so humble that I didn't care about the name. I thought what is the most the first thing that comes to my mind, so it's called Daily Thoughts, which is a terrible name. And then it doesn't, it's at substack.com. So daily thoughts uh dot substack Um and I'll find a domain name one day, but I, I really don't care to be honest, because I'm not looking I, and by the way, I have also a bigger newsletter that sometimes I write to. But I write this on the side because I started again and I like it with a small group and I yeah. like it this way. I love that. I mean, I
0: honestly, I, lo- I loved it because I was on the bigger list and then I opted into the smaller. And then when you started sharing, you know, these thoughts that were sort of, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's like when you start to see people sort of diverge and you're like, huh, like that's interesting. I'm intrigued by that. And then <laughs> I started to see people I knew that, I don't share publicly either for my life in your world. And I was like, okay, th- that goes to your synchronicities point. I was like, okay, I'm, I need to have a conversation with this man because, um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I I'm really inspired appreciate by what the your
1: conversation opinion. too. And, yeah. uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great. And thank you for doing this as well. You, you, you're making me feel like, uh, sharing more, but then in a few weeks I'm actually going back to, the forest and I'll be offline it's gonna be amazing
0: <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it so thank you so much for your time my friend and uh, hopefully this won't be our last
1: conversation no it's for for sure thank you thank you Michael
0: and there you have it I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Luik I know that I did and uh, will not be my last conversation with him if you did find value it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a friend And if you took a moment to uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes, it helps me get incredible guests. And I'm committed to doing that over the course of the next year. I really want to uh, up-level the show, continue to bring you incredible people, incredible insights. I'm always open to feedback. You can hit me up anytime at Michael Trainer. And, uh, you know, I love this community. I love uh, creating this show uh, and producing it for you. Joys of my life, and so I'm so grateful for you listening. Sending you guys so much love, and go out there and live your inspired life.